With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Don't look now, but the streaky Portland Trailblazers are right back in the fit of the plan. They are tied for ninth in the Western Conference after getting two consecutive victories at the 1988 Pistons and at the 1994 Orlando Magic, led by Shaq and Penny. They are tied for ninth after defeating those juggernauts. Things are turning around. We're going to talk about where this team is on the Blazer Focus Podcast. I'm Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian. I'm here with Craig Burnback, as always. And one of the big things we're going to get to, that I think we should get to, is if this team should even worry about the playoffs, even worry about the play-in, or just go straight for the lottery at this point. But they are playing better, air quotes, at the moment, given their huge wins over those juggernauts I just mentioned. And they are right <laughs> in it because the rest of the West is horrible. Not good. All that, Craig. How are you? How are you doing, Craig? I'm hanging in. Uh, I like looking in? and seeing the Blazers. They're in a four-way tie for ninth, or a four-way tie for thirteenth. Depends on how you look at it, right? <laughs> or twelfth. <laughs> um, I'm good. And uh, you oh should mention goodness, you're you're on the road, baby. You're with the team, I right? Am. I just got to Boston. I just got to Boston. I, I didn't go to the first three games of this road trip, but I'm in Boston. I go to Philly. And the Pelicans, Nurkic could be back. He's listed as questionable now. Uh, these are a huge three games for this team because, you know, you, are you, they? One, you move up to seventh. You lose, you drop to 15. That's how things are going <laughs> right now in the Western Conference. They, these are huge games, Craig. I know you've been yes. negative, Nelly. I know. And I said myself on our last show that if they fall to four under, I'm writing them off for the most part. And they fell to four under. Now they're back to two under. But you know what? It's Fool's gold. I'm not buying it. We're going to dive right into that and more. Okay. The last time we talked, I assumed a victory and they lost it. But we moved the podcast a day after the Detroit game and the Blazers won, but they barely won. It was 110 oh, yeah. to 104. How did that happen? Pistons team that was missing like four of their five best players. And I say best, you know, with air quotes right. yet again. Well, but, but you know, the Blazers are also missing guys, too, to be fair. But still, they, they, they had them beat by 16 or whatever, in the third, 17 in the fourth quarter, and the, Detroit came back. But, but the bottom line is they got the win, and they are very and the much bottom line in this thing. The bottom line for the Pistons so is say, they, the, the yeah. bottom line for the Pistons is they got the loss because that's what they were trying to do. Right. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they, exactly. <laughs> so, they're not trying to win. start here. Do do you do you believe that we've seen anything from this team recently to make you rekindle some hope for these guys? So, no, not from them, but I cannot believe <laughs> okay, how bad the rest, the rest of the league is. The rest of the league is so bad they could lose their way into the play in. Like cuz they're not they're not going to they have proven one thing in the last few weeks. They will beat teams uh, that are trying to lose. Like they'll take care of the Rockets. <laughs> they'll beat the Pistons and they beat the Magic, a team trying to win who's not very good, who they did lose to before. Right. 
So, but they're, right. they're not losing the teams that are intentionally losing. They still got them. And I watch, you know, these teams that like, well, the Lakers lose LeBron. So suddenly you're like, oh, okay. I think, oh, you know, I don't think OKC really wants to make the playoffs. I'm not sure. And my goodness, New Orleans, apparently certain people are never going to play again and they stink. I mean, they stink and I never <laughs> expected that, you know, so they could, they could lose their way into the play. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, they're, they're, well, they yeah, dropped the four point. games so, under, just like you said. Yeah. Yep. No, it's, they so, can do it. Point, they can though, try. Actually, they fell all the way to five games under. Now they were three, actually. Not yes. Two, three. But, uh, but the Pelicans have only gone, have lost seven of the last 10, two in a row. And of course, they were, they've been free falling since they lost Zion. Uh, the yes. Utah Jazz have lost three in a row. The Clippers have lost uh, seven of their last 10. They're falling too. The Blazers are right behind them. Yep. Um, and then the Lakers actually have been playing better lately, even though LeBron's been out, but LeBron's going to be out for a couple of weeks. So they're going to start teetering any second. So you're right. Yeah. The Blazers could go five and 10 and still get in. Win five of their next and be eight and still get in. <laughs> and be eight. Yeah. Because I mean, no one else wants to grab a hold the of The Mavericks, thing. even the Mavericks are <clears throat> four and six in their last 10, and they got. You know, yep. two ridiculously talented players that can't figure it out. The Clippers, you know, obviously really talented. Like you said, three and three and seven in the last ten. I've never believed in the you know the Jazz. You know that, and they finally decided, oh, we're not we're not really that good. And you know, OKC could score a thousand points, but they give up a thousand points. So it's like the only thing <laughs> that I know is the Spurs and the Rockets are not going to win. Like that, I'm pretty confident. Even though the Rockets are on a two-game winning streak, admittedly, they beat the Spurs. So um, it doesn't count. But <laughs> yeah, I am I am shocked that the Blazers at 31 and 34 are, you know, for, you know in a ninth-place tie. Um, you would think that, you know, if you would have said that, you would have thought they were in, a, you know, 11th or 12th. But everyone else keeps on... I'm losing. No one can get hot. And the Blazers are going to get players back. You know, if, if Nurkic comes back, they're going to be better. You know, they're going to be better. And true. so. And then the, Simons will be back at some point, too. Yeah. And maybe that was Winslow. a mistake. Maybe Winslow. And then all of a sudden you're home. <laughs> yeah, Winslow. Who Bring knows what's soon. going on with that? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he came back too soon, obviously. I mean, he barely he twisted it a little bit. And, you know, ankles are tough everyone who's ever played sports or walked on a curb you know knows that some people's <laughs> ankle can turn and, and look like it's snapped and they and be fine they'll be like oh i'm good my ankle just does that and other people could twist their ankle a little bit and be out you know forever it seemed like a miracle that he was back so quickly he didn't look great and then he had a little bit of a twinge and now he's out so now you would hope they wouldn't push it. I mean, clearly he was pushing it. Um, but, you know, Damian Lillard wants to make the playoffs. And yeah. as long as Damian Lillard wants to make the playoffs, it, it feels like the Blazers are going to try to make the playoffs. Now, I don't think it's a great so decision. So here's the problem. Right. We'll get to that in a second. So before we get to that, here's the problem for them. One of many. So as you mentioned, that was the first time they won consecutive games since February 3rd. And they're five and eight since. 
They just won three games over the last what, six or whatever. But they, like you mentioned, they were in Houston, Orlando, and uh, Detroit. The last time they defeated a team that currently right now has a winning record was Golden State the day before the trade deadline. That was February 8th. That was almost a month ago. They have not beaten a team with a winning record. They're about to play Boston, yeah. Philly. Pelicans don't have a winning record, but still it's going to be at the Pelicans. Then you got Knicks, Boston, Clippers coming to town at Utah. Bulls aren't very good. Thunder aren't very good, but they own the Blazers, right? They've been three times. You got the Pelicans again. Then you got Sacramento, Sacramento, Minnesota, Memphis, Spurs, Clippers, Golden State. The point being here is that the vast majority of the remaining games from now on are against teams with winning records mixed in yeah. with two against the Pelicans, who is a, t- a tough matchup, especially if they don't get Nurk back. And then the Bulls, who score enough to beat you. And then the only really get guaranteed win, you say, okay, there's no way they're going to lose this game, is, is the Spurs. So I can't see in those last 17 games, even if they get Nurk and Ant back, I can't see them getting back to 500, which has always been my thing. But it might not yep. matter. The question, though, is exactly could it get well? Could it get so bad? Like, like they could easily lose these next three games and come back six under, right? So, and then you got the Knicks, Boston, and Clippers. So now you can easily be at least seven, if not eight, under after that. So I still feel like a free fall is coming, given how poorly they played against winning teams. Yeah, I, I kind of think they're still free falling. They just had a couple of steps that, you know, in the right direction with two horrible teams and a decent win. You know, I guess a decent win. I mean, we're saying it's a decent win against the Magic, right? I mean, it's not, you know, it's, the Magic are bad. You know, they're 27 no, it's, and 38. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not good. But, it, but we're like, oh, yeah, it was a road win and against a team they lost to. So, no, they're not good. They're not going to beat good teams, but as we mentioned, if the other teams are trying to lose or worse than them, they might sneak into playing, and then anything can happen in a one-game playing with Damian Lillard, and then suddenly, uh-oh, you know, we're we're right. we're in the playoffs, and we're going to get smoked in the first round. So I don't think that's good, um, but I also could see when you look at that, like there's no seven and I don't see how you get seven and ten out of that t- that. That schedule, you know, like they're not going to win it. And that's the weird thing about the Blazers, because usually in the NBA, you're like, well, you sometimes you win these games. Like we discussed that early in the season. Like you, you steal a few games. They have not been stealing many games. They've been losing to good teams and beating bad teams when they and sometimes losing to bad teams. That's what where they are. If they don't start out red hot, you know, 10 and three, you know, it's that's a plus seven. You know what I mean? That's why they're still in this because of that beginning. And that, that team's long gone. I, I don't, I don't get a feel for what the team is actually doing. You know, they, they rushed Simons back and I say rushed. I don't mean they did anything wrong, but they certainly weren't extra cautious on two weeks on that ankle. But yet Winslow has been out, you know, two months and I'm not saying he's not hurt, but it, doesn't feel like a rush there. Nurkic, you know, there was a feeling for a while that he was only going to miss a few games. He's been out, you know, a bunch. So, and Damien's still playing 38 minutes in a game against Detroit or whatever he played, (laughs) you know? So they're trying. I don't know why, (laughs) you know? Um, (laughs) I'm, 
I well, that's the question. That's the question, I, though, right? Should they be trying? I don't see how it's better for their franchise to not potentially get a lottery pick. I mean, I, I don't know how you could talk me out of that. You know what I mean? Like, talk me out of it. Yeah. So, okay, here's what I think they're doing. I, I think they're definitely trying. I think they believe, and I'm not even sure they're, they're crazy for thinking that, that if they are completely healthy, you got Ant back being Ant, you got Nurk and Winslow back, that they would make the playoffs. Either they'll get the six or they'll get into the play-in and they'll win one or two games, whatever it takes for them to do it, if they're whole. And I think there's a case that they've been whole all season, which I know is impossible. This would be a playoff team right now. Like, I think they're good enough. There's no team you can tell me other than the top two that are just like better. I don't think I don't even think Sacramento is flat out better than the Blazers when the Blazers are whole. I don't think the Clippers are. I don't think Dallas is. I you I mean, are you laughing? Yeah. I mean, go ahead if you want. To laugh. No, I, I'm laughing, laughing because I never believed I never believed in the Kings, and I was just so wrong. <laughs> you know, like right. they're good. So so but I yeah. So I think they believe that if they get, but the problem is you're going to get in seven or eight. Now with everything going, John Moran, John Moran suspended yeah. in the playoffs, and they're vulnerable. But if you get, so if you got them in seventh seed, hey, you can win the first round. Um, but that's so I think they're going for it. Like I, and it's obvious. Otherwise, Dame would have had all sorts of things the last two weeks, right? You would just try to lose as many games as possible. So I think that's their thinking. Now, yes. as far as what you just said, I don't disagree. Because at the end of the day, things have been going badly. It would be so easy to just not get into the playoffs at all and get a top 10 pick in one of the deeper drafts in a long time because it's basically two drafts because you have the kids who don't have to go one and done in this draft along with the kids who just went one and done. So if you have a top 10 pick, you're coming away with a talent on the par with Shaden, I believe. So now you got two Shadens running around with Ant, and whatever else you have left. I'd rather have that than getting the play-in all day long. Now, I'm not out there competing. I'm not Dame, obviously. Dame, right. you know, they have their reasons why they're doing what they're doing. But as far as moving forward, I'd rather have that. Now, you can, and the thing is, the Blazers can't even say, well, if we you know, make the playoffs, we still have a late first-round pick. No, your pick goes to the Bulls. Yeah. So you won't have right. a pick at all in this very deep draft. The other part of this is it, it, not even just taking the player you would take in the top 10. But you'd have that pick as trade bait <laughs> to go out and get a star. If you could say something, hey, I can offer you and first round picks. I'll, I'll move the, the, the yep. protection for the Bulls so they can have it in 2024. Regardless, I'm giving you a lottery pick this year. And now you, maybe you have more firepower to go out and get something um, than you would if you didn't have a first round pick at all this year. Now, of course, if that happens, you could trade four, six, and eight, but that's not going to be as attractive to someone as three, five, and seven with one being a guaranteed lottery pick. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you 100%. The best move for the franchise right now is to get into the lottery. Yeah, and I think the best move – You hear that silence? That was, to, that was we agree silence. That was like no one knew, no one yeah, knew what to do. Yeah, it was awesome. totally agreed. Go ahead. <laughs> and I, but, you know, we don't have to sell tickets. You know, we're not trying to sell tickets. Right. We don't know what the ownership deal is, right? So there's other things. But the one yeah. every everyone continues to kind of say, well, if Damien wants this, you do it. And I get it. I mean, I think that's what you're having is Damien's like, I don't want to quit. And they might right. they were tanking themselves out by try while trying. And I think they will tank yeah. themselves out and try. I I think it might work. 
perfectly. I think they'll get to say we tried and not make it. They and just need the lottery, right. you, know, so certain you can teams be in the to, play and still to, be in the lottery. To play better. Right. They need Zion to come back, right? Like and win, let them win six right. out of seven. And, you know, um, not, you know, they got to hope John Morant doesn't get suspended for 55 games or 50 games or whatever. But I just look at what they say their ultimate goal is, which is to provide Damian Lillard a window of opportunity to compete for a championship. And I don't see how you do that by not having a first round draft pick this year. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it doesn't seem possible. You're not winning this year. Like, no one thinks you're winning the championship this year. You know why? Because you're not even 500, right? You're not good enough. So making the playoffs and losing and then losing the draft pick, how does that make you better? It can't. Like, there's no math that says, I'm not, you know, I'm not an analytics per, you know, person per se, but I, I could do basic math. <laughs> if you have nothing, yeah. it's worse than having something. <laughs> and I think they have to they have to worry a little bit about Grant. Like you have to give yeah. him a reason to stay. And I think he knows he that sta- he stays if Dame stays. He stays if Dame stays. I mean, everyone like Everyone says that, and that's probably true. But if you can't, you have to be thinking, how do I sell this to him other than the money? Which the money is the number one thing. Like, well, you can make more. You're right. Yeah. But at some point in time, some yeah. players say, I'll take less to go for a championship. He's been on bad teams, Aaron. Like, he doesn't know what it's – like, this team is pretty good for him. He played, he played, with, <laughs> like, he played with Denver. He played with Denver and OKC when they were good. Yes. Games. And then, but but now you know since, you know Detroit was terrible. I'm just saying he touched it, and he wants to get back there. He doesn't want to, and he knows he could get there with Dame and other stuff. And if there's not other stuff, but yeah, I mean I think their best bet get that lottery pick package, you know, Ant, and try to get a borderline or potential All Star, um, and go from there. And they, and the other aspect of making the playoffs some, somehow and not getting a draft pick and then saying, please stay, Jeremy Grant, and let's figure out what else we can package. Thank God my Knicks are balling, and you're going to get oh, yeah, that they're pick. Gonna, they're going to have that pick. See, they're, they're yes. going to be loaded with picks. They have their own lottery and I'm that just, Knicks pick. Right, you, you will yeah. have that pick because the Knicks are making the playoffs. They're finishing in the top, five, in the top four. I said it. They're going to finish in the top four, so you have you'll have assets, but you know that asset's not worth as much the better the Knicks play. So, yeah, I mean, but <laughs> Damian Lillard is not going to. He's we can't not have a pot. We can't have a podcast without giving the the respect the man deserves. <laughs> like he just won't stop. He won't stop. Triple double, you know against a team that wants to lose so they don't they don't put extra against him so he's like all right I'll go have a triple double and he does and every night he's scoring 30 40 I say he's scoring 30 he's mostly scoring 40 a night it's crazy now what will Boston yeah, do though he's, Boston's not going to let him beat him he, so we'll see what happens then, <clears throat> because they can play defense and they'll put smart on they'll, they'll, they'll you know yeah, yeah. 
Well, let's 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 stay let's stay with Dame real quick before we get to my boy Cam Reddish. Uh, okay, they're not going to win a championship. He's he's not going to be MVP uh, because the record's not good enough. But he is within striking distance of the scoring title. Oh yeah, he is at thirty two point four per game, third, just ahead of Giannis at thirty one point two, and right behind Embiid at thirty three point two, and Luca at thirty three point four. So he's a point away. Do you do you think this would be? I mean, obviously, it would be a huge deal. But for everything that's gone wrong this season, would that be the best way to salvage something, at least personally, for him to win a scoring title? Yeah, I mean, he's gonna. So, I don't. Yes, yes. I mean, he won the three point contest. <laughs> obviously, I I don't believe much in that because he was the only real great shooter and all star, but. Uh, yeah, winning a scoring title is something. You get to say it forever. Uh, he's one of the great – I mean, it's it's amazing. We worry about his age. He's better this year than he's maybe ever been. And it's not just the shooting. He's getting to the rim so much. He's doing – he just looks so fast. So, yeah, I think if you're going to not make the playoffs, winning a scoring title so that you could put that on your Hall of Fame career matters for him. Because if it matters that you to win a three point contest, which you laughed at, it sure as heck matters to win a scoring La- title. I didn't laugh at. I still have a nice. No, but you were we're that. in the same age with that. You're like you're like whatever. Yeah. Like you didn't you didn't beat Larry Bird. You know you didn't take down Craig Hodges. Oh, you mean with the competition? You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, and he said it like meant that, something yeah. to him. So yeah. definitely a scoring title, and I think he's going to catch Luca because I think there's you know why else did you get Kyrie? Right? What's the point? And but in beat he might, you know, that's gonna be Yeah, but it should. Right? I mean you would think. But who knows? He's yeah, right there. It. It's not it, he average he averaged almost it's gonna be more about six him or something list. last month. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. It's gonna be more about him doing I mean, he's that risen. last year than anyone else falling. He's gonna keep going nuts. Um all right. Agreed. I think he's going to, I mean, and also depends on, you know, at, at some point in time, maybe you don't play him 38 minutes you know, against Detroit. You know, that's, that's the part that every year we talk about less minutes and, 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 you know, that was one thing that the new coach talked about, right? Like we're going to keep him fresh and, you know, then he plays him 38 minutes against a team that's tanking because you needed it to get the win. And that's well, not great. People are out, man. You got you got to do what you got to do. They 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 right because your boy Cam Radish doesn't score forty. <laughs> okay, that's a good segue to my. So let's get to Cam Radish, right? Let's get Lily. Wow, you got a new best friend. Like I like listen, it's like, like you have to I have like someone ants dishes. out, so you got to have someone, right? <laughs> <laughs> You got to have someone. Redirect my love somewhere. No, first of all, I, I loved both Git. Yeah. About getting Bible and Reddit when you, you couldn't go get a big star, but you got a couple, you know, you got some length. You got some defense in Bible. Reddit, you know, the jury's out on that. You, you control whether, you know, you can, you can bring them back. They're restricted free agents. At the very least, they will be rotational players. I think Cam will be. And Cam has been playing extremely well. With this team, that's undeniable. He's shooting 46%, 39% on threes, and he's taking six a game. It's not like he's not taking them. 
He's taking six a game and hitting on thirty. Oh, he'll take him. He'll take him, baby. 14, he's averaging 14, three and three. Now he has said numerous times how mo- more motivated he feels, how welcomed he feels, how a part of this team he feels. And he just didn't feel that in New York. That's a fact. Um, whatever happened there, no, I'm not saying he performed well enough and earned it, but he also was on a team that was, you know, had bigger aspirations. He didn't. I don't think he necessarily fitted with. Uh, Thibodeau wanted anyway, but here he, he seems did not. to find a home. Now it's it's easy it's easy to go out there and put up numbers when other people are missing and you're playing bad teams and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, you have to take it with a grain of salt. We've seen this before in the NBA, but he he at least is showing signs of being someone who is going to be a piece for this franchise moving forward. You don't you don't buy? Yeah, I'm not convinced. <laughs> no, I'm not a Knicks fan. I am a Knicks fan, but that's not the only reason. And look, Cam Reddish is going to score if you play him. I mean, even with the Knicks, he played. You know, he, when he played, he scored. He averaged. Yeah, they, they know, only 20, shot thirty percent. Three minutes is. Which, which I, you know, he shot better than that one year with Atlanta. His last year with Atlanta, it looked like he was turning a corner, and it was why I was excited. But they didn't want him, right. you know. Like he shot thirty eight percent from, and he's at, he played twenty three minutes a game, and he scored twelve a game. Like so, this guy can score. That's not why he had. He didn't. Atlanta didn't give up on him, and the Knicks didn't give up on him because they didn't think he was offensively gifted. That's that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, on a on a good team, is he going to be part of the rotation? I don't know. Nobody in their right mind, thinks that Cam Reddish, if he if he plays 30 minutes, which he is for, you know, the Blazers, I mean, he's not going to – that he's not going to score 14. You know, like the math says, he's going to put up points. Now, is he going to shoot 39%? Probably not. Now, he's a, de- he's a really good free throw shooter. Everything looks right when he shoots. He passes all the eye tests. That's why he was drafted where he was, and that's why the Knicks went and got him for a first-round draft pick, and that's why – Portland went and got him, you know. So I just Long don't know if he's going to end up being <laughs> right. I mean, the Knicks needed to give him yeah. up, and it worked because they got Hart's been great. They haven't lost a game. So yeah. some yeah. trades, as I said, work out for everyone, right? I mean, I think it was a smart trade for the Blazers because you were going to get nothing for Hart. So you got a first-round draft pick, which right now looks super important. Um, and if Cam Reddish ends up being a player, Great. I just don't know. Like I look at Thibel and um and I just look at it differently just because I think you know what you're getting from him every night. That dude played 37 minutes, scored three points, right? But he could guard and he does some magnificent things on that end of the court. So I think that Thibel can play, you know, 20 minutes, he could play eight. And if you're a coach, you know why he's playing those minutes. You don't have expectations that he's going to score points. You don't have expectations that he's going to be a good three-point shooter no matter what you see at you know in a small sample size. But you do know he could guard. I mean, he's made some plays that have been just tremendous. Yeah. You know, that, that – I mean, he stopped the fast break against Orlando, stuck his arm out, you know, go-go gadget arm, and that saves two points and momentum. He blocked the shot and took it for a dunk. You're like, oh, well, I'll be. That's something. Um, so 
I'm just not convinced Cam Reddish is on a on a good team when you get Grant, Ant, and hopefully another piece that I don't see where he fits. I don't see him starting, but I think but I think he has Lowry marketing type career turnaround potential. Woo! Like with Lowry, there was, Woo, there was, there was always – if I told you Lowry Mark was going to be all-star this, if I, last summer, you would have said I was a crazy person. No one saw that coming. But there's right, but, similarities with them in that they're, they're uber-talented. Hmm. They have length. They can score. Defense was a, a defense and toughness and mental focus was a huge deal for both of them. Lowry turned the corner, yep. fixed all that, and now he's a beast. Can Cam do the same? I'm not guaranteeing it, but you, you, when you watch him play, you look at him and you're like, why is this guy not better? Well, it's all from the neck up. So yes. now not all guys yes. are able to ever figure it out and they end up being out of the league. But I do think with, with Dame and, and with Chauncey, I think they'll get the best out of him. And based on what he's saying, he's really enjoying where he is right now. And if that's the truth, then he's going to give Max effort. If he doesn't give Max effort, he's going to be out the door and I'll be wrong. But I'm giving him, him the benefit of the doubt that he feels like he's in a good spot and he's going to put forth the effort to maximize his abilities to the point where he's at least in the rotation. That he may not start. I mean, if he's, you don't want him yeah. starting if you're trying to contend with the Blazers because no. you're trying to get someone better at that position than him to contend with. Yes. But he should be in your rotation playing 20 minutes off the bench uh, on a good team. I think he can get there. Yeah, and and – you know, there is some experience of that same thing happened with Cam when he first came to the Knicks. He had a nice beginning run, scored 22 in a game, and we had all those articles and all, you know, I, I was buying the poster and I bought in because you know, <laughs> I wanted it so bad, right? Because you look at it, you, you know collecting his where he was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I was ready to be Cam Reddish is the answer, like, you know. He's the next Carmelo for us, you know. He's going to score thirty, but the next Carmelo. Wow, I'm just saying, like it just didn't work, you know. And maybe it will work here. Your confidence in Chauncey, I always have confidence in Damian Lillard. Um, I don't know why you have confidence yet that Chauncey Billups is going to raise people's game. I haven't seen that other than Damian Lillard and Drew Eubanks. Um, and but. And yeah, I guess I see Ant as Ant was going to be good no matter what, and I haven't seen any kind of advancement that says, "Oh, that's the coaching." I mean, the dude can shoot. Oh, <laughs> you know, the, guys the, the way he, the way he got so much better as a playmaker, as, in terms of that, a lot of that was directly due to what okay. Chauncey. Did. I mean, and that's and fair. Fact, he started driving to the basket as opposed to only shooting threes. I mean, there's definitely been some, and and Ant has said that numerous times. But well, but even like. The accountability is the big thing. It, it, it's Cam knows he's not going to get on the floor, but Chauncey is also giving him opportunities and time and working with him and not just writing him off. I think that's where you can get a situation where a guy can start to blossom in that situation. I'm not saying Chauncey is necessarily a proven, you know, a wayward player whisperer. Yeah, it's but, fair, <laughs> but I do think there seems to be a, a fit personality-wise and sort of approach-wise. I mean, I would not want to be you just don't have struggling with Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> No, and if you don't play defense, even though the Knicks are, you know, I don't want to make this a Knicks podcast, but their offensive efficiency is yeah, ridiculous right now. But uh, hey, we don't. I haven't gotten a. I haven't been happy Knicks fan for a long time. So, uh, but I mean, the, the window to seek Am Reddish is not is not huge. I just think you're right. There's potential that Reddish ends up being on the team. I just think if I was a betting man, I would say 
much better chance that Thibault is going to have a significant uh, impact on the roster going forward in the years to come than Reddish. Especially but if he keeps shooting like that. All the things you said are true. It's, yeah, and he's not, but he he's going to lock people up for 12, 14, 15, 16, 18, whatever minutes. If you're a coach, you know what you're getting. With Cam Reddish, the reason why he didn't play for two franchises was because you didn't know what you were getting. Now, I will say, when you play 40 minutes a night, I mean, you're going to score points if you're as talented as he is. And whether or not he becomes um, a real significant player for any franchise that's good will depend on all those things you said from the neck up. That's it. And you think he'll figure it out, and I'm hopeful that he will. I just don't know if the window's long enough, you know, is large enough for him to prove it to get, you know, a contract um, from the Blazers. Oh, they're keeping but, him. They're keeping and if he gets too good. They're right. going to keep him. They're not letting him go. If, yeah, they're keeping Well, there's a chance he gets packaged. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm trade. just saying he's there's trade. no – I'm when, just saying as far as – I'm just saying yeah. – Yes. If they don't trade him, they're they're not going to let him go. They're going to sign him, gonna, and they'll probably get a. No one's going to come in with a huge contract for him, so you can probably keep him for for three years, thirty five million dollars. <laughs> you know, they can prove it for three years. Yeah, like, you could get a. You could get another. Uh, you know, little a little bargain, right? Nice <laughs> little bargain that I, we thought exactly. was going to be magnificent. Hey, he did it. He huge shot against Orlando. Really loved seeing that. Because I think that guy's all about confidence, if he can get that confidence. I don't know why he's not playing um, more. I'm really – I really don't know. I don't know why he plays 15 minutes against the Pistons and Reddish plays 40. I mean, I'm, I think I'm they very really curious see about that. If Reddish, I, well, I think they really want to see if Reddish can be something more. And I think they have settled into what they believe Nas is. This is why he got the contract he got. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. All right. Anything else? Should I do a factor? Got a factor, Fentress? What do you got? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) my man, my man is a little bit uh, got got a little of that travel anxiety on him, right? He's a little tired, a little jet (laughs) lagged. So, uh, I'm glad you're on this road trip. Interested to hear and. And and read what you what you uh, what you give us on this in the Oregonian because as you said like these next few games uh, might push them in a different category right if they somehow go two and one they'll be moving up if they go zero and three they might you know they might be having uh, different conversations they might be more in agreement with us so uh, excited to hear and, there, and read what you got there's no way there's no way they win about tomorrow or I feel like no I no way. They're going to lose those two. They'll still be, be five under. They might beat the Pelicans, maybe. So they're coming home four under. And then they're, they're going to face a, a litany of winning teams. So, but I, I just don't know if it matters because no one else is any good. And so with, with LeBron out, and we don't know what's going on with Zion, even when Zion comes back, he's going to need some time to get himself back into the you know, plan shape. Like I, as a, they're going to. Like you said at the beginning of the show, they're going to back their way into the plan. <laughs> I still don't. Team. Yeah, I still don't think they get in if they're seven under, but <laughs> which is you know a strong <laughs> possibility. It's, but but I I've been proven wrong 
I mean, I kept on saying, now I was right about the Warriors. I was right about the Suns. I didn't know they were going to get Kevin Garnett. And I still think I'm going to be right about the Timberwolves. I think they're going to continue to move up. The Warriors have moved up because other people well, they're stink. Fifth. They only won six of the last ten. I know, right, because yeah, other people But stink. in the West, in the West was, that's awesome. They're three games over. Yeah. They're, they literally, they literally now that said, six of the last ten, and they moved up because everyone else lost. Six of their last ten. Well, and they lost the, and and they lost to the Lakers with Steph Curry. Now Curry's been out. I do expect them to go seven and three consistently. You know, fourteen and six, and that'll move you right up. But you know, they were under five hundred. You know, for a while. <clears throat> so yes, I think I'm, and and you know, the Timberwolves have have been playing, uh, you know, basically the same all year. Win two, lose two. Win three, lose two. You know, like <laughs> so they're right there. I just I don't see the Mavericks staying at thirty three and thirty two, and the Clippers staying at thirty four and thirty three. But you're right. Like at some point in time, you are what you are. Right? We're we're sixty seven games in for the Clippers, and they're right at five hundred, and they can no longer blame injuries. So uh, now they could just blame Russell Westbrook because Westbrook, that's what you do. Exactly. One in five yeah, or, something got, like that, or something like that. Yeah, just blame Westbrook. <laughs> All right, well, I'm excited All to right. hear, uh, you know, see you write about the, the huge upset of the Boston Celtics tomorrow now that you guarantee <laughs> they won't win. There's no way they're winning that game. Boston's pissed, too, after what happened with the Knicks, so they're about to open up a can. All right, that's it for this episode of the Blazer Focus Podcast. Please leave us, leave us a five-star rating and uh, click that subscribe button, and we'll be back next week and reevaluate how this team is seven games under, but in eighth place. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you later.